Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. This is episode 48. Were people doing coke in your bathroom? This week on Come Through Queen, we are joined by Master Chef Junior Superfan Hillary as we deep dive the series, uh, the current and past seasons, winners, judges, and more. In the news, we'll be discussing Yolanda Hadid and Tish Cyrus each getting a new reality series, but not together. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race guest judge announcements. Kim Kardashian telling her side of the story um, from the robbery case. Kim D of the Real Houses of New Jersey finding herself in the middle of a double murder investigation. And Erica Jane's debut on Dancing with the Stars. And we've got our shows Atlanta, Vanderpump Rules, and Beverly Hills. And as usual, we'll close out the show with our one true queen and the freak of the week. Yeah, welcome, Hillary. Thank you so much. It's one of the great honors of my life to be <laughs> a guest on this podcast. Well, we I made Brendan watch MasterChef Junior for the first time in his life. He's yeah. been averse for it for a very long time. Yeah, Dan has been wanting to do this particular episode forever. Yeah. And you're the perfect person because I know you love. I have a passion for small children cooking. So your Chop (laughs) Juniors, your MasterChef Juniors. It's a weird niche genre of television, but it's amazing. And in my preparation for this show, I actually learned that there was supposed to be a Top Chef Junior and they like air, they filmed it and then just never aired it. Why? Andy hates children. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, But it's been a while since we've recorded because uh, we took off last week and we apologize. I was not well. He had Munchausen's <laughs> no. syndrome. No, I... You had... wouldn't know you weren't well, given your behavior on Saturday. Well, that was like the tail end of my <laughs> sickness. Let um... me tell you, I witnessed Daniel 
perform Wicked, performing Defying Gravity in the middle of Christopher Street, and jump on top of a newspaper box. <laughs> no. In the middle of... I, That's very athletic. <laughs> it was like one that was on the on its side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's less athletic. Um, but I ran. I was like so scared that he was going to get arrested because I saw cops coming that I ran. I didn't fight. <laughs> well, this was on the heels of me seeing Wicked for the first time in my life like a week and a half ago. Congratulations. Thank you, yes. <laughs> so I think I still had... The excitement of You had all. wicked fever. Green yeah. fever. <laughs> um, Hillary, by any chance, did you see Beauty and the Beast over the weekend? I did not. I kind of don't understand why I want to watch it when I could just watch the animated version. I'm well, a little adverse to this, like, the Disney, like, redoing everything with real people. Like, the Lion King news, that's very weird to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I was in the same boat as you but dan we have a diehard beauty and the beast fan in our presence <laughs> i mean it is my favorite of the animated i was in the musical movie. in high school i played a fork oh. and his... wait there's like a musical uh... yeah like high school theater oh. i was a fork it was oh, wow. a great costume <laughs> and a townsperson oh wow you were, so were i know I, duty. yeah wow. I, I know it pretty well <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we went to alamo and had some treats, milkshakes, and enjoyed it. I had a rosé milkshake. It was, like, better than it sounds. Yeah, it sounds like garbage. It, strawberry <laughs> yeah. ice cream base, but it was, like, really good. I don't recommend the hot dog too much sauerkraut. Mm-mm-mm. Is Emma a good singer? No. Not particularly, but, yeah. like, the film makes up for it. The only good singer was Audrey McDonald, which I didn't know she was in this. Also, Is she the wardrobe? Yeah. Yeah. At the end of it, like, there's all these people who I had no idea were playing the, um, <laughs> the thingies. The roles. The objects. Like, the Emma op- Thompson's in it? Yeah, Emma Thompson's Mrs. Potts. Uh, Stanley Tucci? Is... Ian McKellen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Ewan McGregor? Ewan McGregor? Ewan. <laughs> e- e- Ewan? 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 Wait, what? E-W-A-N. Yeah. I think it's Ewan. 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 Did he used to be with Uma? No, I don't think so. I don't know. I'm okay. not really like... Anyways. Anyways. Five out of five, ten out of ten. Yeah. Run, don't walk. Okay. Yeah. And also, I, don't, I, I neglected to mention this. Like, weeks and weeks ago, I saw Get Out. Love it. At BAM. And the craziest thing at BAM happened. Uh, I, I noticed something on the screen. And I wasn't sure if it was just my imagination. <laughs> and I tell, I tell Alex, look at the screen right now. And he's like... Is this during the movie? Yeah, during the movie. Like, but only during certain scenes mm-hmm. because it, like, what Alex saw and what I originally saw, <laughs> and he verified it, the, the projector, like, runner guy was jerking off during the movie. <laughs> <laughs> You're not... That movie is so tense, and I'm trying to imagine my experience watching that movie, and then also having to deal with the that shadow is... of somebody Wait, so jerking off. so it was off. the shadow? So you could really notice it when... We were in the like underworld or whatever it was called. The, ins- the sunken the place. The sunken place, yes. But that didn't happen so, during Beauty and the Beast. No, no. Bam, whatever. Like, I went, I went, we saw Get Out at Bam because we had free tickets because, like, we tried to see Moonlight there and it was like mm. people making noise during the show. So we, like, left and got free tickets. Um, but, like, every Bam experience I'm having is so strange. Does the. Uh, does the projector get. Does he sit in front of the thing? How does that work? I think it's just like the light. Like, that room is lit, so maybe, like, the shadows of it being lit, you Honestly, can see on the, on the screen. Honestly, genuinely did not know that that was still a job 
people had. Like, I didn't know a person was sitting in there sitting the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I think I just, like, make sure, like, the audio doesn't fuck up or something. But, like, isn't, um, like, isn't that insane? It's upsetting. <laughs> did you save that story for the show? I certainly did. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and Alex Hashtag like, saved for the pod. Oh, God. Actually, Alex actually, like, scolded me for forgetting to mention it last time, so... <laughs> I finally thought to tell you. Um, so I don't know about going to BAM, but I definitely recommend Alamo. Good treats. No one's jerking off. <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> that we know of. Two um, thumbs up. Yes. Well, so uh, sorry, sorry to any relatives listening. Oh, hi, hi, mom. <laughs> we were so excited to tell our whole family. <laughs> Listen to this podcast. Um, so let's jump into two family-centric shows that are debuting soon yeah the love of a family the love of a family <laughs> so first uh we learned that yolanda hadid has risen from the dead of beverly hills to get her own show on lifetime it's called model moms or maybe that's like the tentative title <laughs> working that, title that reminds me of manhattan moms which real housewives of new york was supposed to be called before they renamed True. it so, E-Online reports, uh, former Housewife star makes a return to the format uh, with Model Moms, working title, in which Yolanda put the skills uh, used to catapult her children, Gigi, Bella, and Anwar, to modeling fame to test as she and her team of experts put aspiring models and their momagers through an eight-week training program focused on physical, mental, and emotional wellness. Oh, it God. takes to turn your name into a brand. I'm excited for it. <laughs> sure. I'm glad Yolanda is well enough to take on this, you know, with her assorted illness yeah. that she's going to teach us about wellness and physical strength. <laughs> the right. I know, because Bella does have uh, Lime. chronic Lime as yeah. well, and she's able to model, so. Um, I'm just, like, curious to see what it's going to be like, because, like, watching Yolanda interact with her daughters on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is always interesting mm, yeah, like you always say problematic yeah like don't play softball people will think you're a lesbian i think was one of them and then like about what, their eating yeah as well. <laughs> i kind of feel like like i'm not surprised that Gigi will be on but mm. i kind of feel like bella is like not really a lifetime type person yeah she's mm. bella doesn't love the the, the reality yeah. tv cameras yeah she doesn't live for the applause especially <laughs> after the incident what's the incident the dui yeah oh yeah yeah um, so in other family, another mom, another mom, Tish Cyrus, Tish Shire, can I speak? Oh my God. Tish, Tish Cyrus. It's, it's hard to say if you're like trying to read it actually. And Brandy Cyrus, which is the daughter who had like the alternative music career before, I guess, teaming up with her mom. I had no idea show. that this person was a person. Uh, so they have a new show called Cyrus versus Cyrus Design and Conquer. Get ready because Tish Cyrus, I can't speak, oh and Brandy God. Cyrus are ready to redecorate your home. That is if they don't let the competition uh, get in the way of their interior design dreams in the process. The mother-daughter duo has teamed up for Cyrus vs. Cyrus. The series will focus on interior design experts as they compete to win over the hearts of homeowners who have given them a set budget to use to revamp their spaces. Once the homeowners pick one of the ladies... Designs to use in their homes, they must work together to bring the plan to life. Billy Ray, Miley, Noah, Trace, and Brayson. I don't even know who Brayson is. I don't know. I've never heard of Brayson, never heard of Brandy. <laughs> or slated to make cameos. And Miley pops up in the trailer as well. Say the title again. Cyrus versus Cyrus. 
Design and conquer. <laughs> is it supposed to be a pun on something? It sounds like it's a reference to something. Maybe but it's like, like Kramer I don't. versus Kramer. <laughs> but, then, but design and conquer is such... I don't understand. <laughs> they're, they're at war. <laughs> they're like, it's, it's making it sound like very, very serious. Will you say the name of the stars of the show again? <laughs> well, there's Tish Cyrus. <laughs> Nailed it. I wonder if Brenda Song will make an appearance. Is she still with uh, uh, Trace? Trace? I... What was his band called? Ooh, I don't know that. I just know he's Tracy like, and the Pussycats is the first <laughs> yeah. thing that came to my mind. He did. They had a song that one summer I worked at American Eagle, and it was on the um, on the CD we played all the time, so I knew it really oh. well, but I can't remember it now. But he did have a little bit of a yeah. They all they've all they've all had their music niche. careers. Yeah. Noah's now blowing up, so good for her. Great for her. Let's move I'll, on. I'll watch like one episode of this. Yeah. When it's on, I'll watch it. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to like be following it religiously. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be like serialized. Like you really yeah. need to turn like, oh, in I week to week. <laughs> I'll tune in for the Miley episode. But speaking of a show that we will watch every week, RuPaul's Drag Race. Yay. And I'm excited to know that Hillary is very familiar with RuPaul's Drag Race as well. Yes. So. I recent I had watched seasons in the past and recently I've been really watching my Amazon Prime video and mm-hmm. I rewatched the latest all-star season and seasons five and six. Mm-hmm. So all I'm like seasons. really yeah. team Alaska, very engrossed in the series right now. Yeah. And all-stars two is like the greatest the, yeah. of all time. So. Yeah. So we're going to play... A game that we like to play around here, care or don't care. The rules are very simple. You just say whether or not you care about the guest judge that we are naming. Okay. So do you want, I'll, I'll do yeah. it. So Lady Gaga. Care. care. Definitely. Of course. Yes. I've never Mother. looked forward to something more. I mean, we've been like dreaming of this moment for so long. Yeah. And here's a fun tip. If you want to listen to Lady Gaga on What's the Tea podcast, she doesn't show up until minute 54 of an hour and 13 minute Does show. Rue just vamp for 50 minutes? <laughs> they talk about like millennials. And like, well, they're always talking about wellness and like <laughs> being kind to one another. Oh, Reddit. It's like an <laughs> interesting 54 minutes until Gaga shows up. Okay. So the next is the B-52s. I don't care. Care, I guess. I, for some reason, thought they were on last season, but then I realized that was another band. Is it all of them? That's more interesting. Like, how, how many, many judges? Are- how many? Will- I think there are three. I, uh, think, I No, I think there's, like, two guys and two girls. The 452s? <laughs> okay. So, eh. we obviously don't care. Yeah, well. that much. Um, Jeffrey Bauer Chapman. I googled this person. Uh-huh. He was on Unreal. Yes. Yeah. Don't care. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. know him from What's, what's the, the Tea. Tea. And he actually had a good episode of What's that the Tea. That was a great episode. But I don't think he's going to like necessarily shine as a judge. Yeah. Um, Tamar Braxton. Do not care. Care because I just watched the season with Roxy. And there's so many references oh, to Tamar yeah. Braxton. She's kind of been mentioned in the show. So like maybe that'll be yeah. cool. But... She's guest judged before, and it's not oh. been that exciting. Yeah, I don't care one bit. I don't care <laughs> about her or any Braxton family values. Yes, no. That uh, is the official... Zero Braxton. That is the hard line of this podcast. Yes. Um, Candace Kane. I care. She has popped up on the show before as like a, dance a choreographer. Person. Yes, so she it, did. I recently watched an episode where she did choreography with... Um, chiffon of, of like of like a scar oh the last the last challenge yes. in the, yeah, the season I yes 
I care because of that. I also have a large nude portrait of her in my bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like covering her boob with her hand. It's like a classy... It's like in a gilded gold frame. Um, I actually really do enjoy that piece of art. Yeah. And um, she was great. We loved her. She was the best part of I Am Kate. True. We watched that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Care. Okay. Um, Fortune Feimster. I have no idea who this person is. She's on the Mindy Project. Oh, I don't watch. She was on Chelsea lately. Mm, She's funny. Um, yeah, I like her. Yeah. Yeah, a comedian will probably do okay, but I don't care that much. Yeah, um, Noah Galvin. I care a little bit just because I liked that one time when he popped off in that interview in New York Magazine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> happened a couple times. I think he's he's gotten in trouble more than once for saying <laughs> offensive things, which makes me think that he will be a good addition to the panel, so yeah. I would care. Right, and I yeah. watched his show before, and RuPaul actually did a guest appearance on his show, mm. and it was really cute. The... Specifically, the RuPaul one, it was like he was the guy was calling like the gay, not mafia, but like the gay, whatever. <laughs> and it was like it was like RuPaul, it was like Jesse Tyler Ferguson mm. and like Tyler Oakley, mm. and they were all like calling each other. It was funny. Anyways, um, that was dumb to explain. Um, <laughs> Jenny Garth, don't care. I'm not a 90210 queen. I, Likewise, I care because it's going to be her and Tori Spelling. Yeah, together. I care. They're on the same episode. Yeah. Then yeah. that's fun. That's but... noteworthy. Yeah, so Tori's good. Covered her. Um, Todrick Hall. Very much don't care. Yeah, yeah. so I he guess was he's a, demoted. He was a very lackluster judge. He like never said anything. Yeah. And he replaced... Santino. Well, no, no. He put, replaced like... Uh, Ross. Ross. Oh, Ross oh Carson. No, he replaced Carson. Or yeah, both Ross both and Carson. That maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, all I know is I miss Ross's presence. Yeah, and I'm a Carson super fan after Celebrity Apprentice. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> true, 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 true. But Todd, he, he, like, spoke never. He didn't really yeah. add much. And, like, his big moment that I remember was him, like, really being into Roxy Andrews' version from Read You, Wrote Root. Oh, Read yeah. Read You, Wrote You, which, like, everyone makes fun of. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cheyenne Jackson. Uh, I don't particularly care. It's, he's on 30 Rock, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, he's fun. Um, I care because he was like my one of my gay awakenings. <laughs> like in what moment? Like what moment? Did he you was awaken? in Xanadu on Broadway, like mm. back in the day, and I never saw it. I just saw a picture of him in the like Xanadu short shorts. <laughs> Literally one of my gay awakenings. He wow. is like a song and dance man, so maybe there'll be a good challenge for him to like right. weigh yeah. in on. Um, Kesha. I care just to see her. Like I don't. I'm not like a Kesha super fan. I know people like stand hard over, but I'm curious to see her in this setting yeah now she's like a serious person with like serious opinions so i i'm interested yeah and she has been on a judging show before oh like abc tried this show called (gasps) i forget what it was called but a giant wall went up it was their american idol when Mm. there was like the voice american idol Mm -hmm. and then abc had their show yeah i never saw like a second of it um lisa kudrow care very much care. Yeah. Very much care. And we saw the clip of her walking into the workroom. Hello, hello, hello. Yes. Oh, she's in the workroom. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm. That's, that's, I like when they are in the workroom. Yeah. Um, Andy McDowell. <laughs> I don't really care. Re- don't care. I very much care because it's such a random <laughs> I pick. I know, it's so weird. <laughs> and like, I love her in some movies. Um, Dennis O'Hare. Uh, I know people like love him, but... I'm not that interested. When I first saw this name, the first person I was thinking of was Dennis Haysbert, who's the guy from like 24 and also the Allstate oh. commercials. And that, I wasn't I would care more by. about that. Then once yeah. I figured out it was a guy from American Horror Story, like, yeah. eh, I don't really care. 
Fun fact, the Hotel um, series, when he played Elizabeth Taylor or whatever, yeah. he consulted with Alaska for, mm. like, it. She taught him about, like, the world of drag and that sort of thing. Wow. So maybe an Alaska will pop up. That's interesting. Fingers okay. crossed. Um, Naya Rivera. Can't, this Gleek <laughs> certainly cares. <laughs> yeah, I care. She's fun. <laughs> Dan watched Glee until the very last episode. Well... I would like I would fall behind and then like binge like three episodes in a weekend. I was like many people a hardcore fan and then felt like deeply betrayed mm, and mm. cut it out. But yeah. I do like to read whenever she's in the news. <laughs> I mean, she oh yeah, she always has something going on. Oh, um, <laughs> she's troubled. Lisa Robertson? No idea who it is. Should be Lisa Rena. <laughs> <laughs> Agree. <laughs> um, Joan Smalls. This Naomi Smalls like mom. She's a model. Yeah, I don't know who she is really. She's pretty. Hmm. Eh. <laughs> oh, we, we already said Tori Spelling. Megan Trainer. Care. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so. She's wearing her like stupid onesie. I'm so excited. I care, but like in a cringy way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> Like, I think she's going to say something uncomfortable. She's going to, like, say hunty in, like, a yeah. really scary way. Wait, in her weird accent. Trying too hard, for sure. Her, her she's a Massachusetts queen. Um, shall we move, move on? on? We're very much looking forward to this Friday. Ugh. I don't like... I, this Friday scheduling is, like... Oh, and we were talking to Prada on um, Saturday, and oh, yeah, Prada she... was talking about how a lot of the local drag queens very much dislike this Friday placement because it's taking their shows. Their slot, yeah. Well, it, it's like oh. forcing them to host like a, a show about other drag queens and not necessarily do. Yeah. And it's on V. It's what it's on VH1, VH1. and then they're gonna air it again on local. On later on like the Tuesday <laughs> after <laughs> everyone already watched. Untucked is. Saturday morning is at 8 a.m., which I, which is like perfect for me because Alex and I are up like 7, 7.30 every weekend. You psychos. Let's move on. Uh, Kim on Keeping Up with the Kardashians talking about the robbery. I don't want to dwell too long on this because it makes me depressed. Yeah. But like the saddest part to me was like mm. when, what brought her the most pain was how Courtney was going to have to find her body. Yes. Yes. And she, she didn't want Courtney to be traumatized for the rest of her life. Yeah. And for all the people who were like, oh, is she like making all this up? Like, I think after watching this episode, how could you like possibly right. think that? And go ahead. No, it's yeah, it's just it. I didn't watch the whole episode because I was just like, it's too much yeah. of a bummer. But I like watch clips and everything. I thought that it, the the vibe of the social media postings was like a little bit weird just because... It's just so weird how everything that happens to this family, like, two times, like, it happens, and then you kind of, yeah. like, relive mm-hmm. it again. So it was rare. I didn't know the episode was on. I was scrolling through Instagram. I was like, wow, a lot of... They're all talking about this <laughs> robbery. Weird, but... Yeah. But, no, it's too real. It's too sad. Yeah. Um, and then I think they made a good point about, like, Kim just wanted to tell this story on her own terms, and this mm-hmm. is the only venue she could do it. Yeah. So I don't blame her for that. Yeah. I thought it was definitely an interesting... Thing to say. Handled with the gravitas yes. that it deserves. Handled well. Chris knows what she's doing. Yeah. Let's take a left turn. <laughs> this is like <laughs> away from gravitas. <laughs> yeah. To like the opposite of gravitas. 
If there was a person who I would describe as the opposite of gravitas, it is Kim D from Real Housewives of oh New Jersey. God. Okay. This is a page six, page, page six special. A Trish Cyrus <laughs> page six exclusive. Exclusive. I should not be hosting a podcast, should I? <laughs> um, page six, which we love for all the Housewives gossip. Reports. Real Housewives of New Jersey star Kim DePaula, whose Audi became the center of an execution-style double homicide in Patterson last week, believes the murders were gang-related and not tied to the mob. The mob doesn't do this, DePaula told Radar Online. It would be gang-related. Maybe they pissed someone off and they're making a statement. I hope they find these savages. The bodies of two men were found shot and burned beyond recognition early Friday inside the torched white Audi S-Line, which is registered to DePaula. The car was parked on East 28th Street uh, near East Side neighborhood. Uh, DePaula said the car was being used at the time by Aaron Anderson, a friend of her son, Chris Camascioli. People are saying my car was tied to the murders. My car was not tied to anyone. Aaron Anderson, a friend of my son, was supposed to drop off my son at the airport, park the car, and not use it. But he used the car, and then this horrific accident happened. Scary. Scary. <laughs> I find it interesting that in her quote, she's like, defending the mob almost. I know. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's like, it's not the mob, it was a gang, when like, the mob is in a sense, <laughs> like... I'm more organized. I don't know. It was, yeah, six of one, half dozen yeah. of another. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? I read a blind item today. This is uh, bad. About Kim? Yeah, that a blind item that implied that this was just a case of like them missing their target or oh. whatever because it was her car. That she was meant she to be was torched? To this was a blind item. I'm only saying what I read on my weird blind item site that Alex showed me one time. <laughs> oh my God. The two of you love copying facing me these crazy blind items. I, I'm having trouble following in that story why these people were in her car. So, I don't... Did they end up... They, I haven't been following the story. Was like, the guy who was closely. borrowing the car one of the people who died? I I think that's and that ended up what happened because like one of the people who's burned beyond recognition has like a wired jaw, and the guy has a oh, wired okay. jaw. So like how many? It's not like yeah. also another got, part of her quote, like in that part of her quote, she was like blaming him. I know. Yeah, she's <laughs> like he was supposed to drop the car off, and he went for a joyride. It's like not that sensitive. <sighs> so. I mean, I guess out of anyone in, like, the Bravo universe, I'm not surprised it's Kim D who's tied to this. Do you think she'll be in this next season? And also, um, we should talk about ooh, what's happening Quick aside, right yes. There are photos on the internet on, of... them on vacation. Of the Real Housewives of New Jersey filming on vacation, and guess who's presence? Danielle Staub. So exciting. Where are they on vacation? Boca. I think Florida, yeah. Beverly Hills gets to go to Hong Kong and they're just in Boca. Maybe this is one of those like <laughs> mid-season. Yeah, but also New Jersey rarely goes anywhere like fancy. They're not allowed They're tied to, to their roots. Well, they're also like have probation <laughs> yeah. officers. They're tied to <laughs> um, like the, the fanciest thing they ever did was like go to Italy. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, so that's exciting. So last but not least in the news, Erica Jane on Dancing with the Stars. Performing expensive, her like latest single, <laughs> which doing the salsa too expensive. Yeah, I, I know. Like, I, was it, it didn't seem particularly salsa to me. 
It just seemed like she was like performing her song. I think. Brandon, did you watch the whole episode? No, I was intending to, but I had a last minute dinner that I had to attend. Oh, because I was going to ask you, like, was the theme everyone show up and, like, perform their own song? <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's the only one. Well, no. Heather Norm- Mars could perform a song from Glee. And Normani from Fifth Harmony, I, maybe oh. she did, like, work from home or something. I don't oh, know. My, God. my old intern is, like, really rooting for Normani, and he's been bullying me about he sent me DMs where it was screenshots of um, people on the internet asking who Erica Jane is. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sure the ones who are asking who Erica Jane is aren't like super familiar with who Normani Corday from the Carmen is. Yeah, I mean, if, it's, if there's other support people you could be supporting that you could then throw that back in your face, but if you're like one of the people from Fifth Harmony, it's like, uh, you don't have a lot of, like, you don't have a leg to stand Definitely on not. here. Uh, so I think that's it. We're rooting for Erica. Yeah, um, I would have given her the queen this week on this year podcast, but we've got another we got worthy. Another queen. Uh, so stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute with our weekly shows. All right, we are back to talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah, we're still we're still away, right? Yeah, we're still in Maui. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like the third episode where we're there. Yeah. Um, and it seems at the beginning of this episode, Kenya's like in everyone's good graces. She's playing tennis with Phaedra. But by the end of this episode, Nuh-uh-uh. no longer the case. Um, some notable moments. Cynthia giving Peter a Bible for his birthday. Oh, yeah. And didn't she like bring him breakfast in bed room service in bed mm-hmm. and like made a joke about like usually i'd be serving my body on the platter <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's very romantic <laughs> uh so then like just continue to celebrate peter they roast him that night and everyone like does a decent job except cynthia is like not a comedy queen <laughs> i will say i do like this trends that we're seeing in reality shows where they decide to hold a roast it happened to Vanderpump Rules this season, mm, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vanderpump Rules kids were a lot better, I thought. Yeah, definitely. But the one thing that I thought was funny was um, Portia just, like, chimed in and said, like, are you going to hit it tonight to Peter in reference to Cynthia? And Peter chimed back, not if you get there first. Because, <gasps> like, Portia's been rumored to be mm. knocking on everyone's doors. <laughs> knocking on everyone's <laughs> doors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like a, a corny way for me to phrase it? Yeah, like our best dad jokes. Oh my god! I just picture one around like a hotel library, yeah. just like whispering at the door. Um, I have known people who, when they're away with a bunch of people, who have slid hotel key rooms under people's doors. I thought that was just on TV. I know. I guess Brett is just living the life. <laughs> um. So then Kenya decides to throw. Phaedra and Cynthia a divorce party because everyone's getting divorced. <laughs> so like Cynthia's not like in love with the party but she's just rolling with it because Kenya's her friend. Mm-hmm. Phaedra walks in and wants to murder. Yeah. She was not happy not having it. Like makes up an excuse to leave pretty immediately and then well, Portia comes knocking on her door. <laughs> <laughs> but like her excuse to leave like she got up and she said Oh, I need to go find some ginger ale. But I thought she said gingerbread. I was like, what do you need gingerbread for? Um, but Phaedra says that this whole party's mocking the sacrament of marriage. 
True. Sad. <laughs> but she really just wanted to leave. Um, and then, like I said, Portia literally did come knocking on her door yeah. with some henny. With some, yeah, she was like <laughs> carrying the henny. They mixed the henny and the ginger ale, not the gingerbread. <laughs> Dunking gingerbread cookies <laughs> yes. in Hennessy. Uh, and then, like, Kenya and Phaedra have a little showdown. And it's not, it doesn't end well. Uh, we get a preview next week. Portia is giving her man a baby nup, which is going to be interesting to play out. And then also the, the storyline of Candy's ex-employee who like wants to sue her kind of starts oh, yeah. back up. Um, but that doesn't matter because she's about to get a check. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at this point, I think Portia needs to go. She behaves so badly in like such a crazy way. She's assaulted what three people on camera. <laughs> yes. She has countless others off. Yeah. She's accused her co-cast member of drugging her. Crimes. Crimes. <laughs> so I think her ship has sailed. Yeah. Well, also we get root like apparently this Atlanta reunion is insane. First of all, the rumors are Peter has a nervous breakdown during the show and like has to like walk off and like paramedics are called to like come and take care of him like, oh he's having, like a panic attack or something which like seems a little like uncharacteristic for peter um but then also it comes out that portia apparently slept with phaedra's husband now ex-husband apollo before he went off to jail and like phaedra and portia are freaking frack so there's knocking a knocking big- on Everyone's door. <laughs> yes. Not knocking on Phaedra's <laughs> husband's door. Exactly. See, exactly I believe it. I believe it too. Um, Porsche's over. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that plays out. They've had the same cast for a few years now. I feel like they can shake it up. Bring Claudia back. Sure. <laughs> well, no. Also, I feel like there were rumors recently that like there are deep negotiations of bringing Nini and Kim both Ooh, back. That would time. be good. I mean, like. They don't have much going on, the two of them. I know Kim has... Tardy for the Party is, for some reason, like a popular show still. But she is taking a lot of fancy vacations and getting a lot of fancy procedures done. Mm. Um, So she might need the extra (laughs) cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of her children's called Cash as well. Remember she stole it from Candy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And what did Candy name hers? Ace? Ace, yeah, yeah. Huh. I like Ace more than It's in that. the same theme. Yeah, it's like... We're at the casino. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's move on to Vanderpump Rules. Yes, which we watched a little bit of. Yeah. Yes. So Hillary got a little taste of it. You're yes. not like a scholar. Of no, I'm not Rules. a scholar, but you know... You're familiar with I, the I mean, people. This, I know the people. I, I the hear their players. names in You've the press. You've seen Jax in real I've life. I've seen Jax in real life <laughs> once. <laughs> Um, I had the opportunity to take a picture with him. I, yes, I was at a work event. I had the opportunity to take a picture with him, but I felt like it was it was uncomfortable for everybody <laughs> that we were all there together and that Jax was uh, being paid to take pictures with random people at this work event, so I abstained. Yeah. But maybe I regret. Maybe if I get really into Vanderpump Rules, I'll regret it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so we're kicking off with the rehearsal dinner day. Uh, pre-event pre-event which is Tuesday Tuesday Taco Tuesday Taco Tuesday Um, they go river tubing which is so fun by the way 
Oh yeah, you do that during like your family trips where you don't come to Provincetown. And we also drink Coors Light. <laughs> oh my god, do you bring 50 12 packs of Coors Light? Like, yes. <laughs> Um, I, I don't, I don't really understand that decision. Like, unless they're being sponsored, why bring 50 of the same exact beer? Like, diversify a little bit. Maybe some people like Bud Light or something else. Maybe the silver cans went with the theme. This, the bridesmaid dresses were silver. Mm, yes. <laughs> they're coordinating beer cans. I um, hope not. So then Lisa and Ken are like surveying the scene. She seems to be taking her role with... Very seriously. Yes. Her role as efficient and also executive producer of this show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a train comes roaring by like to really set the beautiful scene. Oh my God. Tom and Katie were like obsessed with the train. <laughs> like, And Lisa like, seems to think that it is tacky, which it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to a wedding where there was a train situation sort of nearby. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was like an inside wedding, like on this like pretty venue, like next to the train tracks. So I know the feeling mm-hmm. you just it's, it's like if you can schedule to make sure it doesn't interrupt your vows right i yeah. think that's like that's should be part of the yeah. wedding venue yeah, like yeah, yeah. responsibility like yeah. look, check the schedule yeah <laughs> um for some reason stassi's mom is at this wedding but meanwhile like members of tom and katie's family are not <laughs> well i mean like katie and stassi are close and mom but it doesn't seem to answer the question as to why <laughs> she's there and not members of their family. Well, she could get herself there. Yeah. And some people signed waivers and some people didn't. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean, one of the big plot points is like Tom Sandoval and Jack's trying to get the triplets there. Yeah, Those the three buffoons. Who share a bedroom. They're all in their <laughs> mid-20s. No, no, no. I think they, someone said they were 30. I was very surprised when it was revealed that they were his. When he was saying brothers, I thought he maybe meant like in the colloquial sense. <laughs> but they're literally his siblings. They don't look anything alike. Right, like... Well, it's like if someone took Tom Schwartz's attractiveness and like split it in thirds. <laughs> <laughs> they each have Identical one Identical third. thirds. Yes. Um... But the craziness about them is that there's three of them. They share a bedroom and a cell phone. A cell phone. Yes, a pay, like a pay, a pay as, as you go. go. And apparently don't own belts. They don't, yeah. <laughs> but um, don't worry, Tom Sandoval has belts for everyone. God. He has seven belts, eight blazers, cufflinks. He's just like a little men's warehouse to go. <laughs> he's, he would never shop at men's warehouse. True. But he's reveling in this. Um, a quick aside, I am familiar with the town that Tom Schwartz is from. Oh. Inside I, Scoop. Um, Yulee, Florida, which <laughs> my dad lived in the town right next door. My dad lived on Amelia Island, which is this, like, mm, really beautiful nice. island. Yulee, Florida is, like, not. It's what you drive through. <laughs> it's what you drive through to get to Amelia Island. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, that really sets the scene for us in the triplets' lives. Yeah. Mm, uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> um... So Vanderpump doesn't want to hit the piñata because of animal, animal cruelty. Oh my god. Stop yuling forever. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Even the piñatas. Um, and then they go fishing the morning of the wedding. The morning of? Oh, the, the morning, morning of. of. Yeah. Ew, that was disgusting. And that was like Tom Schwartz's bathing moment of the day was <laughs> taking a dip in the, in the river. <laughs> I just like, well, first of all, going back to the night before when 
we we were introducing the Taco Tuesday. Oh, Taco yeah, Tuesday. Taco Tuesday, the triplets to him. He had he was so drunk he had no idea what was going on. I know. Probably didn't recognize this person as his brother. <laughs> or like could count them. Or all. which one by the time the third one came up, like you'd think he would get a bigger reaction, but he just was probably like not sure which one was which, yeah. if they were all there at the same time. Yeah. I, I seeing know. nine of them, maybe. <laughs> I was wondering during that scene, especially when the first one comes out, like, does a sibling know on site which triplet is which? When it comes to like identical siblings, I don't. Does know. anyone like have any experience with this? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I would hope that sib. I mean, I feel like parents do, and one would hope siblings do. But if you are as drunk as he was, yeah, he definitely yeah. he, didn't he, know. In that moment, he didn't. <laughs> I don't even think he knew they were his brothers. <laughs> he was like, when was the last time he saw them? True. True. true, true. <laughs> um. The other takeaway was Sheena was excited to have another member of the Wives Club, which is just all, like, the producers are doing her so dirty this season because Sheena, like... Is now broken up. Filed for divorce. Oh, right. Her and husband. she had a marriage the other season, right? Yeah, just like... Yeah, to Shay Shay. Mm. To Shay Shay, yeah. <laughs> um, but which we got a preview, like, so next week's episode is the finale, mm. which is the actual the wedding. wedding. Like, after he walked down the aisle, like, Lisa giving mm-hmm. a little speech and then the aftermath. And then, or or the reception, yeah. or whatever you want to call it, aftermath reception. Um, and then the preview includes scenes that are clearly shot months and months after of mm. like Lisa counseling Sheena through her impending divorce. Oh, so was not divorced at the time. Mm-hmm. Like the, the husband is like in the groom's mm. party. So they do this a lot. With like when something crazy happens. happens. Yeah. What's another example I'm thinking of? There was a Beverly Hills one where like they ended like in September, then all of a sudden, like it's Christmas time and they're meeting to discuss something. <laughs> yeah. I forget what it was, but it was seasons know. ago. Yeah, this is not like the first time this has ever happened, but I mean they've they've done Sheena so dirty this season. And then Shay Shay shows up at the reunion after not after not seeing his ex wife for like months. And, like, that's their confrontation at the Vanderbilt Pool. It's not even at Sir the reunion anymore. It's in a studio Mm. set to look like Sir. Oh. I think they've outgrown Sir. Or maybe they don't want to... They need that time for the restaurant. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Lisa's like, we can't shut down the restaurant. Another day. Um, So I think that's it for... Vanderpump Rules, and like for the first time in a very long time, I'm excited to talk about Beverly Hills. Oh my god. Hillary, you were here for a pivotal moment. Wow. It, that episode started on a high, and it just kept going up. Yeah, I mean, right. you were just thrown into a fight. What's your, wait, before we start that, what's your like experience with Beverly Hills? So my housewife's experience generally is that my old roommate would watch it and I would be like, I'm not watching it. And then I would be in the kitchen mm-hmm. and then I would slowly get sucked oh, into yeah. everything mm-hmm. that was happening. So specifically Jersey mm-hmm. and Beverly Hills. So like I watched like more of last season. This okay. season I've seen like assorted episodes at the gym. So yeah, yeah. But was not up on like all the drama. But you know the players. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I mean... Erica is like, like we've never seen her before. The unraveling of Erica Jane, for better or for worse. <laughs> I mean, like I, I guess I'm like I'm still on her team, but even though like she was overreacting, I was 
like loses me a little bit at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, yes. It's hard to be on Dorit's team is the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like Erica, just everything about her is so great that even when she is overreacting like she was a little bit at the end yeah. towards Eileen. Yeah, which we'll get to. It's, yeah. But she I can guess, fight well. Right. I it was. It's like if it's just the two of them between each other, like I don't feel that bad for Dorit, but then when everybody else is yelling in her face on the boat, yeah. I started to feel for her. Especially and they just keep saying her name and like pointing in her face. Rena jumping yeah. up like a lunatic. I <laughs> will tell you, I have been anti-Rena for like, at least all of this season and maybe some of last season, Rena's back in my heart after her behavior. Even in that sequin bomber jacket? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love her grandma look. This, Everybody this on trip. that boat was on really different like levels of formalness. They Some definitely didn't like have a meeting. A <laughs> yeah, it's like, is this is this formal? Is this casual? Like, let's make sure. You know when you're going out and you text your friends and you're like, what are you wearing? Because like, if you're getting dressed up for this, like, I will too. Like, are we they wearing wigs? Not, they do not have a text thread. Is this a wig affair? Is this a sneaker crop? pants and like a fun bomber jacket kind of night so i watched the episode i i didn't get to watch it like when it aired because i was waiting for alex to get home and then he got home late from his work event so you watch it at seven this morning so we woke up at seven this morning to watch it after like everyone was losing their mind on twitter and then like i watched it again with you guys over dinner and like seeing it in like clearer eyes i got to focus on eden more oh my god we're <laughs> just like perched on the junk boat in her wig like making faces but not speaking and every very... time the camera would go in her direction she'd be sitting or laying or she'd be in a different position <sighs> doing kind of like a fish face yes. like always pouting intense very pouty and they did do her dirty they were they kept on putting up the chiron as if we forgot from the last scene who she was I, at least they didn't like put like Eden, friend of Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we we get off the junk boat, and then we have like the Buddha day, mm. and which was a mess. But it was enjoyable. Yeah, it was a good like it was a good palate cleanser between the two fights. It was mm. kind of nice to have some scenes where it wasn't everybody screaming. screaming at each other at a table and like people could kind of like be in their own spaces and yeah. weren't all just like it was the other scenes got a little claustrophobic right yeah i mean we've been waiting years for like fights so like to have it all jam-packed in this one episode was like a little yeah. overwhelming but as I, like- I said when we were watching just i'm just trying to imagine the people that went to Hong Kong, we're doing some type of pilgrimage to see this Buddha, and their day was interrupted by, like, housewives just screaming about the rain and their shoes getting ruined. I feel bad for those people. Um, I loved the gondola ride up, mm. because, like, Kyle loves making a scene about uh, that kind of shit. Yeah, she does. Like, freaking out because she's in some gondola yeah it's like hi but like you're sitting down yeah like, deft editing to cut back and oh, forth between her freaking out and everybody else just being like oh it's pretty dope take a pic well especially when she's like eileen must be losing her shit right now <laughs> and like eileen's like hmm beautiful yeah. <laughs> um so then we get like the dueling glam squads like Dorit's sad one woman glam glam squad which was interesting because like she was dragging Erica for everyone saying like she's surrounded by people telling her like how great she is but meanwhile like 
you also have someone here with you. Yeah. My favorite part of the Erica Glam Squad was in more Chiron news. The one, the first guy says Erica Jane's creative director, and Mike, then the Mikey. other two, <laughs> and the other two say like hairstylist, comma friend, yes, yes. makeup artist, comma friend. It's like is the creative director purely like oh, no. a business role are they friends no that's her best friend actually why doesn't he get that in the chiron it's I, just like more official I, I hope to someday have like i've never <laughs> heard of a person having a creative director but i love it yeah i think he gets to sign off on his title cards yeah mm. so maybe I'm like kidding, maybe <laughs> like he mm, won yeah. like that professional title um but yeah uh, you were Brennan. You were saying like Dorit's reminded you of Carlton. Oh, Her name was something very similar to Carlton. It was and like Ka- Cara or Car. There was an L in mm. there, I think. And then she also looked like Carlton. Yeah, like a little witch. Like the witch. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then we go to just another dinner. <laughs> it's just another dinner. It's in a beautiful restaurant. Samurai Barbie shows up, aka Erica Jane. Oh my god. But they seemed a little bit uh, closer in terms of style tonight mm-hmm. they were on the same page dorit was doing something with her hair oh i was mesmerized wire. by that she has a long long ponytail <laughs> wrapped in wire and i like found myself really mesmerized by that it bothered me that like the wire was like tighter at the mm-hmm. top and then like was looser at the bottom and like the previous the previous night she was wearing like a million bobby pins yeah that wasn't working <laughs> Um, no wigs. Everyone seems no to be wigs. definitely extensions, no but no wigs. It felt like even though Eden was at the table, it felt like she just wasn't there. She did start off the conversation. She said, "It feels like there's an elephant at the table," which yeah. is not the expression. <laughs> <laughs> and then she didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah. She she filled her, her role. She's fully cut out of all the camera angles. Um, Rinna starts off. It's Rinna being like, "Did we did ever you apologize?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you own it? Which, like, would be annoying for any other Real Housewife at this time, but it almost was like, Rena was given a directive, like, you need to, like, bring some real fucking drama to this shit. Yeah, it better not be no Munchausen shit. And also, Rena <laughs> learned something. Hmm. Erica's the fan favorite. Oh, and she hits her right under that yeah. <laughs> Oof. Also, I mean, as Lisa points out, she's leaving the next day. Right. She can really burn these bridges. I believe she has to get back for a QVC yes. appointment. So Westchester, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Sell those dusters. Um, so like, it's like more of the same fight of the previous night, which isn't that exciting. And then like, Eileen misspeaks. <gasps> oh yeah, Eileen is trying to sort of just put a stopper to this conversation. And she does a good job, like, of, like, seeing both sides and being like, da-da-da. Yeah, and she said to Erica, it's not like she killed your child. Kid, your child. Which seems like a really weird thing to say in general when you're trying to stop a fight. And even Kyle, like, grimaced at it. Yeah, yeah. But... She, Eileen says it's a figure of speech, but I don't think that's really a thing. People, right, right. Like, I, she, the way she said it was like a little and then obviously it gets blown out of proportion well, she should have said like, it's not like she killed your family or like like Tom or killed Tom yeah. like anyone else anyone in the world she could have said it's not like she murdered someone yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like she acts like and I it was genuine the fact that she made a mistake like I don't think she was like trying to say she, and she apologized it for for it immediately yeah it was also really uncomfortable because 
the previous scenes had been like about how they are like so close yeah. and they were like cuddling. Mm-hmm. So I felt so bad for Emily when I'm like, she genuinely didn't mean to upset you. Yeah. And then God, she's just crying and it's so awkward. Well, I think I didn't get to catch watch Robin's live, but apparently, well, besides Neely calling in, which we'll get to in, uh, <laughs> in just a moment, but, uh, I caught it. Is that what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, She uh, admitted. Yeah, Erica was like, "Yeah, I overreacted." And we did see Eileen in the audience at Tennessee with the stars cheering on Erica. So that family is intact. How old is Erica? That she's forty-six. Okay, she's forty-five last season. She was introduced as forty-five on Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) It is like a Mariah situation. I was just not expecting her to have a a child who was a full-grown police officer. Right. I think she had him at like Mm eighteen. Yeah. yeah, Um. And he's pretty young. He's not like. like Has he been on the show? Yeah. No. 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 He's Mm -hmm. not. He lives with her though. Mm. Oh, I didn't. No, I think he lives like in the compound. It's not like he's like in the bedroom next. (laughs) Well, yeah, but it's still like on the property. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then the... Okay. Then the drama happens. <laughs> no, Alex, like... Alex really hyped this moment up to me, and let me say, I was worried. it was, it, it was not oversold. Right. Yeah. Normally, like, the way he was overhyping would, like, definitely be oversold. Yeah. Like, what could happen? Well, he, Alex would, like, overhype, like, Eden in that wig. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um... Which he did do. Yeah, I still love it. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yes. Yeah. So the moment was Rena saying, "I gotta ask this question. I want to change the subject. I need to ask this question." So wait, what did you think she was going to say? Well, I can't really speak to this because it got like I knew, you got sp- like Alex wasn't following the Twitter conversation, mm-hmm. but like I saw what was happening on Twitter. I don't think, I don't think I like figured it would be anything that bombastic because like rena has been giving us like not great stuff for the past season mm-hmm. so i was like oh she's just gonna like make some dumb point it seemed like because she had brought up she she had brought up pk i thought that what she was going to say would be something like more about her husband because mm-hmm. that had like been so that's why i was so shocked when it went in like a totally other direction that had not been discussed right yeah. so the moment was what was what's the exact wording she used? Were you doing coke in the in the bathroom at your dinner? Were party? people doing coke in the bathroom? I mean, it's the name of this episode, so <laughs> just rewind. Um, she, yeah, I think it was great. The brilliant way that it was done, we saw never before seen footage of Lisa Rinna sitting alone at that table with, with that man, man. <laughs> who used to be Paris Hilton's like manager or something, yeah, publicist, publicist. It was um, a very empty table. And so that's like seven people. So seven people got up, got into like a little bathroom. And like all those people for were touch-ups. all... <laughs> they were all friends. It wasn't like ran, like a random mishmash. Like that was Jareed's crew. Right. Right? Could you imagine like seven people in like this kind of bathroom? No. But these, but these people in their California homes, they have like a bathroom that's like... Like maybe it's the master bathroom with like a hot tub situation. No, but I think a lot like... I think they're like... This is how I picture their their bathroom that they went into. It's like, it's not like the bathroom where like, that's attached to a, a bedroom. It's like the main bathroom that people use who are over at the, the house. The half bath? Yeah, like the half. No shower. No shower. Like, 
maybe like a, a closed off toilet, mm-hmm. like a big long. Oh yeah, because sink. even even like Maloof had like a really big half bath. Well, it's like the one that like Kim and Kyle fought in during. So the like, toilet the is in like a separate little closet. Yeah, and like you like fix your makeup. Seven people. Still, it's a lot of people for a public bathroom. It's a lot of people for any bathroom. They're pretty close. (laughs) Maybe they're swingers. But Um, like, I never for a moment while these accusations were being made, was I like, hmm, that doesn't seem true. I was just like, oh, accept it. Yeah, (laughs) I I believe Rena. Um, but this goes with the long tradition of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills hating when they're accused of doing drugs. Yeah. Whereas, like in New York, it's like. Oh, everyone knows you do coke. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, Dorinda doesn't even give a shit. Like, she's yeah, just like, but, like, what's the next question? Andy? Kim doing crystal meth in the bathroom. I mean, I guess she got offended for that. <laughs> um, Kyle, remember when Kyle Richards got offended when Brandy said that everyone knows she smokes pot? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that was, like, such a dumb one. Meanwhile, like, seasons later, she went in, like, didn't they do like edibles in Amsterdam or something? No, it was after that that oh, Brandy okay, said okay. that. Oh, okay, okay. That was the plot point. No, you're thinking of Katie talking about doing edibles on tonight's episode of Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> the morning of her like rehearsal day or yeah. day? I don't even know. Uh, so we have a few comments. So Samantha Avazano on Facebook said, shook after tonight's episode of BH. And on Instagram, uh, we have a comment from, I can't, I don't know this person's name. Oh, Steph D'Angelo. She says, Different side of Erica in both a bad and good way. It felt like she was uh, powering into Eileen to be able to talk about her story. Wait, what? Like she took what Eileen said in order to like tell her own oh. issues it or something? It did seem like she does like genuinely have some type of like deep anxiety about her son. Yeah. That she... But it was one of those things where she wanted to talk about it, but was like, Didn't don't talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I could see that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also have some call-ins. So we're going to first take a listen to uh, Connor, all the way in, Connor all the way in Ireland. Who will be a guest on this podcast in May. And yeah, so tune in for May Sweeps. <laughs> <laughs> International <laughs> guest. Yes. So let's hear what Connor has to say. Hello, it's Connor here, uh, checking in from Ireland very shook today at the latest episode of Beverly Hills. Um, so I just wanted to send you a very brief summation of my thoughts. Um, first of all, obsessed with the long, drawn-out, like, angry dinners and junk boat sequences because, frankly, as much as I felt like they were piling up on Dorit, like, I don't feel bad for it at all. Like, I, I will admit that Rinna weighed it in just to, like, get her screen time and Erica was perhaps... Like, more angry than you would expect. But, like, they've obviously sat on that for months. And Erica totally strikes me as the kind of person who does not get, like, visibly upset about things. But when she does get upset in general, she's like, oh, listen, bitch, the gloves are off. I'm about to tell you what I really think. So I was kind of with her on almost every point. I will concede that she was probably a little harsh with our well-meaning but ultimately Valerie Cherish-esque Aline Davidson who I don't think meant to be that glib and kind of stupid and kind of did it by mistake. But, like, if you've been pushed that far and you've travelled across the world and you've been jet lag and you've had to, like, put up a Dorit for months and finally had it out, I just feel like you'd be kind of on tender hooks with everyone. And I totally loved, and I don't know if people are noticing this as much, but when she even, when Erica even said to LVP, like, don't minimize my feelings, blah, 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 it was so nice to see someone tell Lisa to shut up. 
So I was shooketh by this episode. And I would disagree with Brendan, who likes to troll me and say that this show has not been good for years. It's always been good, but tonight it was really good. So uh, thank you for listening. And yeah, that's my thoughts on what was probably the best episode of Beverly Hills since, I don't know, Amsterdam maybe? Or like, yeah, probably since Amsterdam. God, these trips, they're just, they're a goldmine. So Connor, thank you for chiming in. Um, Thoughts on anything he said? Yeah, Beverly Hills hasn't been good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, I do agree that it is nice to see someone like put Lisa in her place because usually the women are afraid because she wears the crown and it's heavy darling. Yeah. Just and great use of the word shooketh, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was my, that was the highlight for me. Um, also rude for you to compare Eileen Davidson and Valerie Cherish because Eileen Davidson has been consistently working for years and years and years <laughs> and was able to accept her Emmy. True. Okay. Let us hear quickly from Neely, who also, you could listen to last night's Watch What Happens Live as well if you want to hear more, <laughs> more thoughts and questions from her. But let's see what she has to say specifically to Come Through Queen. Hey, Dan. Hey, Brendan. It's Neely P. Um, I don't know if you guys already recorded this week's episode or not, but in case you didn't, I just wanted to let you know that Lisa Renna deserves the motherfucking center diamond. All right. That's all. Bye. Oh my God. Neely. Short and to the point. (laughs) What we love here on Come Through Queen. Please, everyone else, take Neely's leadership and make more calls like that. And that was quality, like, content. Yes. (laughs) Center Diamond for Lisa Renna. You know, I will actually say I have sort of shat on Lisa Renna for a while, and I have blamed her for being the reason why Beverly Hills was so boring for the past few years, but. The girl found her way back into my heart. Yeah. She seems to succeed as, like, the instigator rather than, like, party one versus party two. And you... Oh, She's like a, little, like a junior producer. Yeah. Right. Like a shit sir. And you know what it is? It bugs me when her competitor is Kim Richards. Mm. Because that doesn't need to be happening yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's not a fair fight. Love it when it's Dorit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so any other thoughts on Beverly Hills before we move on? No. Oh my god, next week's episode. The cocaine continues. <laughs> um, so we're going to have to see what happens then. Uh, but I guess we'll take a quick break before we deep dive into MasterChef Junior, which we're all very excited for. So stay tuned. All right, we're back to talk about MasterChef Junior. So I have watched all of MasterChef Junior because it premiered like a few seasons after the regular MasterChef Mm -hmm. started airing in Fox. I don't know if you've seen it all, Hillary. I did not see season one. I got very into season two and then watched most of the next season. Mm -hmm. And then is this four or five? This is actually five. I missed four. I have some thoughts on four. Okay. Okay. Um, but when I got really into two, um, that I then went home, I think for like Thanksgiving and got my whole family really into it. So Mm. that year for Christmas, my brother got me like, I have a MasterChef Junior official cutting board (laughs) and a MasterChef Junior like official cup, which were great gifts. I want Um, merch. Yeah. You can get merch on the website. So those are my bona fides. So 
Brendan, maybe you could speak to the fact that you've been MasterChef Junior Reverse. Right. I like knew it was a thing in the world. I knew that Gordon Ramsay was a part of it. Um, but yeah, I didn't watch it. So I decided to catch up this season. Well, I, I think a, a big selling point for, for me to you was the fact that Michelle Obama was going to be a, popping up in an episode. Oh, yeah, and I needed some of that. You needed a yeah. little Obama <laughs> in your life. Just total side note. Did anyone see the photos of Joe Biden with a dog named Biden Yes. No. Oh, so my God. Cute. I purposely didn't send it to you because you I'm an dogs. anti-dog activist. Yeah. yeah, he's the opposite of Lisa Vanderpump. I <laughs> need, like, a, jo- a, a jolt of Joe Biden, like, every week or so to Same. get through... This this life. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I watched on my DVR okay. this season. So I guess if you haven't been keeping up, you can skip the first two episodes. Yeah, the just start episodes. with the third episode. The third episode's like the first normal one. Um, but I did like how they handled the auditions because normally it's like really boring. But this time like they made it... Like, themed? Like, it was people from Brooklyn. (laughs) Yeah, they would cluster them in weird ways. So sometimes it would be, like, people from an area where they were, like, everybody, there's four kids from Massachusetts, and they're all going to cook lobster. Yeah. Or they'd be, like, here's four people that all are good at cooking cupcakes, and they'll all make cupcakes. Oh, that would stress me out. Oh, yeah. Didn't you feel upset about the the one cupcake kid? Yeah, because Oh, one kid really ruined his cupcake. And, like, exploded, and he was Mm. having a panic attack. Yeah. So I'm not 100% sure if this shows for me. It, like, really <laughs> scares me. <laughs> but, like, they're so good. Like, even if they're screwing up, it's like, to, to even get to the point to screw up is, like, impressive to me. I, when I tell people about this show, I say that, like, my mom still gets nervous if she sees me holding a knife, like, cutting <laughs> And I can cook. Like, I'm not a person who's, like, inept in the kitchen, but I'm just, like... If you are like, I don't know that watching these children will be entertaining to me, you can watch it through the lens of trying to imagine, like, who raised these Mm -hmm. children and, like, what environments they're coming from that they, like, know how to sous vide things when they're nine. And, like, that's a great angle. Mm -hmm. You know, I would love to get my future possible children, like, in the kitchen. Like, you're cooking tonight. (laughs) Yeah, when they're like, I cook... When you have, like, Justice, she's like, my parents are both cops, so I cook for them every night. I'm just like, do you make a list? Do you give it? You right? Like, How does What's this the work? budget? Yeah. I don't cook for myself every night. It's incredible. <laughs> or ever nowadays. <laughs> Thanks, Seamless. Um, so this season, we're, like, four main episodes, and then they, they kick off two per episode, which is... A good smart. producer choice. So it's not like all the pain is focused on one child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good that they have a buddy when they leave. Like it would be too much to watch like one kid go right. home. One thing I liked about, and I can't remember if they did it during the main episodes, but during the like pre-episodes, they never showed mm-hmm. the kids actually leaving. They just focused on like one the two point. kids who want it. Yeah. yeah. In the regular, they do show them, but a lot of times they... They're sad, and then like sometimes they'll be like, "But I'm happy to see my dad and my dog," <laughs> and so they bounce back. But also, like the part that makes me cry is not so much when they're crying, is when they're crying and walking out, and all the kids swarm them and hug them yes. and like tell them how great they are, and then I start crying. The other kids are very supportive. Yeah. It is like the most supportive reality show where like like when you, when they um. 
when they need to, if somebody wins and they get a chance to like sit up in that fancy balcony oh, and yeah. like pull kids, yeah. you'd think they would just, that means that other people don't have to commit, compete in the elimination challenge. You'd think they'd pick their friends, but they're always like, I'm choosing the two best people in this competition <laughs> because if I win, I want to win against the best. And you're yeah. like, oh it's God. a terrible strategy, <laughs> yes. but like, that's adorable. Good for you. Yeah. And like, if one of them like forgets to pick up butter, like in the adult mm. version, they'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but like you're there like, I have a little piece of butter for you if you need it. <laughs> Did you ever, have you ever watched regular MasterChef? Oh yeah, yeah. I have I, not. I've watched all of them until the most recent season because then like, I, it was like right after MasterChef Junior, I had like two seasons mm-hmm. right in a row and I was like, I don't really care about the adults that much. I'd rather just watch the kids. Oh my the God. thing that makes, that I think is the funniest pullover from the regular MasterChef is that MasterChef is all about how these people are home cooks yeah, and like yeah. none of them are professional cooks, but they also stress this so much for the children as if <laughs> an eight-year-old can be anything other than a home cook. They're like, these eight-year-old home cooks, it's like, yes, we know none of them work in a restaurant. <laughs> They're in fifth grade. Uh, so, of the people who have been eliminated so far, any that you miss or any that you have feelings about? Okay, so I believe that the age range is like 8 to 13, I think, mm-hmm. 8 to 12. And I think it should only be 8 to 10. I really, like, lose interest on the older kids. And yeah. I also think it's kind of unfair. Like, there's such a big difference between an 8-year-old and, like, a 12-year-old. That's true. Yeah. So I get really sad when the little ones leave. Like, Eddie really stole my heart this season, even though he kind of seemed like a sociopath. (laughs) And he was like not cut out for this. He was not ready to be on the show. He's so young that the the idea of girls like physically disgusted him. Like Christina Tosi, a judge would come over, give him feedback. And he's like, I don't listen to Christina. She's a girl. (laughs) He was wearing bow ties. And like, I really, really love like the very tiny precocious ones. So I was sad to lose him mm-hmm. and then i guess this week we lost gonzalo and he was like a he was a little intense but like they really spent a lot of time on him like some yeah. of these kids we haven't seen that much of yet like i really liked sydney sydney, a with lot. An oh, I like sydney. 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 No, oh sorry there's two there's two oh, sydneys i'm talking like about Brooklyn sydney, sydney. <laughs> i'm talking about um wisconsin sydney who usually sydney. wears like a leather jacket yes oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and in the um there was a lot of her if you do watch the intro two episodes she had like a great little scene in that episode Mm. so i was like oh i think i really i think in that episode she went by sid and Mm. i was like really about her but like we haven't seen her yet so i don't know some people were not like seeing enough of well i do want to mention the one kid who got kicked off charlie oh my god during the team challenge where he like (laughs) needed to go sit down in the tent because he was tired. And I was like, get your ass up. These other kids. Like, I get it. If I had to cook against a hot grill in the middle of, like, a California, like, parking lot, I might also get tired. But they really had no choice but to send him home. Wasn't that the episode that, uh, what's his name, Gordon Ramsay threw a kid's steak on the floor? Not on the floor, on the pavement, <laughs> because they were outside. And so I watched these last two episodes um, with my roommate, mm. who 
I've, who is a shit, who like went to culinary school and who I've always tried to get to, and we love Top Chef and she'd never want to watch this show because she was like, I don't think I can watch Gordon Ramsay be so mean to these kids. He's and usually I, not. And I was like, trust me, he's so good to them. He's really nice. And then this episode comes on and I was like, Gordon Ramsay, I put my like neck out for you. And in this episode, they are cooking for first responders. Yes. And I think it's just too stressful of a challenge. And maybe when Gordon, it's happened on other seasons, when Gordon gets an environment that's too much like a restaurant, yeah. he gets really mean. And I had to like tell my friend, like, no, like this isn't normal. He was truly cruel to yeah. these kids. He said that their steak looked like a dog's dinner and then he threw it on the pavement. I think it was like, because the first responders were there. Like normally, if we're in the Wait, so he wanted to be mean to the kids in <laughs> no, front no, no, of the no, first no. responders. He was like, he was like thrown off emotionally. Like he wanted to make sure they had like a good meal. But like usually, when they're back home in the kitchen, like he's pretty sweet to them. I, I like him. Um, what's her name? Who? Christina. Cozy. Yeah, she. I liked her as an addition to the panel. I love her style for the season, which seems to be like cute dresses and sneakers because yes, she's yes. fun like a kid. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I also like that like, they finally brought a woman on as a judge because I didn't like it. It was just mm. three men. Like, I like them, ha- like the girls having like a female yes. to look up to. When I watched Chopped, I only like the women judges, mm-hmm. but that's a different story. Mm-hmm. All right. So of the kids who are remaining, are you rooting for anyone? Like who do you, would you like to see in the final two? Anything like that? Shane the Train. No. <laughs> Shane the Train's going to win because of this Trump's current America. political climate. <laughs> I will also, when I was watching it with my roommate, I think Shane is like thir- 12 or 13. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. He does not, she was like, this child like is about to have a bar mitzvah, which like, I don't think Shane is having a bar yeah, no, mitzvah. No, no, no. Shane with a Y, they all have Ys in their yeah, name. Yeah, everyone's got a Y. Um, he does seem like exceptionally young for 13. Wait, you think he seems young for 13? Like, he seems older than the other kids on the show, but he yeah. also seems like a, like an overgrown, mm. like, eight-year-old. I see what you're saying. He seems immature. Yes. Because he, I mean, like, he only knows how to, like, cook, like... A steak. Steak, steak food. Yeah, yeah. Though he really pulled a veggie burger together. Oh, yeah, that actually looked That really was impressive. <laughs> um, um, maybe I am rooting for Shane I, the I want, love Afnan. Oh. I love Afnan, too. He made... He was... Agar agar this week to make caviar yes. like liquid and little caviar balls. Um, so I would love to see him in the final two with Sydney with a C from Brooklyn. Love Sydney with the C. Now, if you if 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 you don't know who she looks, she's she's I call her Tiny Tabby Gevinson. Oh my <laughs> god, Alex calls her she truly, uh, Halsey. <laughs> um, Sydney with a C is the most Brooklyn child. That has ever been born. She was the only one who knew any vegans when they had to make a dish for my Bialik famous <laughs> vegan. She was like, my parents don't eat dairy, so I'm pretty used to cooking without dairy. She's basically 80 years old, but a small child. My Bialik or whatever is always like, I'm always pleasantly surprised that I like her when I when she's on a show like this because I come in expecting not to like her. She came um, out better than Ju- Julie Bowen, a fellow guest judge. Um, Other kids I like, I like Lila. A lot. That's who Alex is rooting for. It's Alex's for. favorite because she's, she's from, from Massachusetts. Yes. But she's like 
she does seem to be doing a great job. She's cute. She's like... She looks like Abigail Breslin. Yeah, but she seems more like a... Some of them don't seem like normal children. I think she genuinely is a kid who just like really loves cooking fish. Mm. <laughs> and she knows how to cook all of them. Yeah. Um, Brennan, do you have any feelings on anyone you want to see win? Take home the crown. A I trophy. Would, I would root for Sydney, but I think that it's going to be her versus Saint Shane the Train. Mm. Mm, which is like really yin and yang. Right. Important to remember, they win $100,000. <laughs> so if Sydney does them in your brother's building, like maybe uh, not, maybe, maybe she'll be moving to 300 Ashley. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe she'll be buying your brother's apartment. Moving on up to Tommy <laughs> Gevinson's uh, building. What I don't understand is that all the kids keep talking about how great this guy Mark is. I don't really know who he is, except he like failed to make steak correctly. Mark to me is like the poor man's shame. Mm, yeah, I only need one of them. <laughs> yes. Mark made a grave mistake that Christina called him out for, which is they had one hour to prep and he started cooking filet mignon right away. Yes. And Christina said that No, no, no. Filet mignon will not hold and it was as if they were going to kill her children. But also <laughs> like quote. he's like one mean... of the, he's like one of the steak boys like Yeah. Have, Team steak. <laughs> come on. Um I was happy for um just justice, 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 justice. when she won the uh, Michelle Obama challenge. Like if oh. if a white boy had won yeah. that challenge, yeah, not it wouldn't have been right. Um, friends of the show, Chris Carlin is voting for justice. Also, he failed to send a voice memo though, which I voting asked. for justice, like rooting for justice. You mean yeah, team justice. <laughs> I don't know how this show works. I voted twelve times for Erica Jane on Dancing with the Stars. I thought oh you could do you, the same. You were sick. <laughs> Um, it's it's like a drag race where at the end you just like tweet about your favorite. Oh my god! <laughs> um, so I think that's good for this season. Uh, the past judge we had Joe Bastianich and Graham Elliot. Elliot, how do you feel about the fact that they're no longer on the show? I love Joe Bastianich so much. Mm. He was definitely my favorite. And that was, I think the season that I skipped was the one where he had left, but Graham oh, was still yeah, there and they yeah, had a yeah. Christina. And I was just like, I don't know what it was. He just had a magnetism. I was very drawn to him. Mm. Love his mom. Yeah, yeah. She would show up on like the adult yeah. version. So I liked him, but I liked him more in the adult version. I liked when it was Graham... Uh, Gordon and Christina as I a trifecta. I think it's a shame that Graham left for Top Chef. Yeah. Because did you watch the season of Top Chef? No. He's barely on it. No. He was in like three episodes. Shut up. I yeah. thought he was like he wasn't like an every they kind of rotate through this group of judges, so there was very <laughs> little of him. And he kind of is like an overgrown child, so I thought he worked better yeah. with the kids. Oh, that makes he sense. He has fun glasses. Yeah, fun glasses. He has, you know. You really know the formula of what makes a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just my opinions, but you know, I just when I was so... I had only ever seen him on MasterChef Junior, so then when I saw mm -hmm. him on Top Chef and I was just like, you shouldn't be on this show. Yeah. <laughs> These are real chefs. You know who I would love to see on this show? Um... Alex, what's her name? Gernichelli. Yeah. Who? From Chopped. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. She's like this Italian, like, nice woman mm. who I think would work well with the kids and bring some good Italian flavor and sensibility. Yeah, I think that's what you lost judges. when we lost um, Joe, Joe. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I do think it worked better with three. Two feels like too awkward, especially when, like, Michelle Obama's just, like, phoning it in and then, like, leaving. Because now there's too much of the celebrity. 
judge. I did like Julie Bowen when she was on. Yeah. She, mine be like I wasn't sold on though. Yeah, Julie Bowen, they really were like, it's your favorite star from Modern Family. And when she was Julie Bowen, so I, was like, yeah, I was like, this was none of the kids' first choice. The mom from Modern Family that isn't as fun as Sofia Vergara. Um, I like that Christina is, so if you don't know, she's like Momofuku Milk mm-hmm. Bar. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, I like that. that there's like a baking mm-hmm. um, judge because that's like a different thing. And there are a lot of kids that are really into baking, but I think we yeah. could use one more. Yeah. They just opened one of those in the West Village. Yeah, they're popping up all over the place. Yeah. Um, so you saw season two mm-hmm. and three. Yeah. And those winners were Logan and Nathan. Yeah. So how did you feel about those two? Liked Logan, mm-hmm. fan of Logan. Um, also, when I tweeted about this season already, he faved my tweet, <sighs> which was a great moment. I <laughs> tweeted about how all the kids had names with Y's in them, and I got a like from Logan. Oh, is it L O G Y N? No, no, he's a regular Logan. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> he's like he's a regular Logan. <laughs> he's on the other side now, one hundred thousand dollars richer. So was he following like the hashtag or something? I don't even think I did the hashtag. Oh, I don't my know. God. Some, I'll have to go back and check. But um, he definitely was just searching for people talking about MasterChef. He didn't follow me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess my content wasn't good enough for him. So when do he you checked. want like an 11-year-old following you? I think he's like 14 now, but <laughs> yeah, yes, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Um, I did not like Nathan. Yeah, I, I would say I've seen all five seasons and he was my least favorite winner and towards the end of that season i just started to like lose interest because i think a lot of my favorites had gone home and i didn't really like feel that much for the andrew nathan nathan with the wine yeah the wines are new to this season (laughs) i feel (laughs) well that season had kayla which was Mm -hmm. robbed Mm -hmm. uh, very early um it had um i can't remember his name small um, African American with glasses. He was one of my faves. I do like the small boys with glasses. <laughs> I think. Oh, like uh, what's his name? Like Eddie. <laughs> oh, Eddie. And then there also is Mashu. Oh, yeah, oh Mashu. Sad to see him go because Mashu was basically wearing rec specs and not regular glasses, yeah. but he had like toggles, like like, like ready to play a game of soccer. <laughs> really, really serious about this. Uh, oh, Mashu made. Uh, this week, they had to make food for oh, their moms. It was disgusting. <laughs> Mashu took a swordfish steak, <gasps> put it in a blender, and turned it into like a swordfish crab cake. With like cheese. Thousand Island rest. Ketchup. Mayo. The judges were just like, it didn't really matter what that tasted like. They were just so offended that he took... A swordfish steak, steak and pureed it. It's kind of funny that like, this doesn't happen more often that the kids exactly. just like come up with something, yeah. some crazy shit. Because like this is something a kid would come up with. Like, yeah, just like it's like put it in a salad. Right, when like you're at the end of dinner with your yeah. parents and like the kids are just like mixing like the ketchup and the mustard that's left over. Uh, so with regards to the past winners, I think you missed out on the fact that season one was Alexander. I... Alexander, I've I've seen yeah. in later things. So he, yeah, because he showed up as like a guest judge mm-hmm. or something. So he was really like the mold of like the season two and three winners of like the oldest boy yeah, who cooks well, exactly. Which is like why it got kind of boring by the time yeah. Nathan won in season three. So and Nathan very much came off like a 
like a had like the affect of like a much older like yeah. it's one thing if like the kid that wins like logan was like an older ish boy but he still kind of felt like a child like yeah. alexander felt like a polished man yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. nathan is kind of like that too which is not as fun well alexander was 13 when he won and he's actually like in college now yeah jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah um so that was one through three season four the season that you miss yeah i should go back is my favorite season oh. of all time uh, well, because it had Graham, uh-huh. Christina, Christina, and yeah. Gordon, and the winner—I don't even like want to spoil it for you. It doesn't I've matter. It's it. out I've in the world. Okay. So it's <laughs> so it's Addison, the first girl winner. Yes. And she was like so cool, and like she was like awesome from the get-go, and I was rooting from her. She like wore a backwards baseball oh, cap, yes, yes, yes. and like was like I have seen like her. really like rambunctious mm-hmm. and like stood out from a the crowd. A lot of these kids have signature looks. Yes. They yeah, come ready. True. Yeah. They've got yeah. either a headband that they always wear or a bow tie. They're, al- they're already a brand. A vest. <laughs> yes. So I think that kind of ties into uh, the BuzzFeed mm. article that came out a few years ago on the show, mm-hmm. which like dived into how this is made. So like the parents are there. surprise guys I think wasn't it on the first season you actually saw the parents apparently they were more more involved and I I read something that said that was partially because like at that point everybody in America knew Gordon Ramsay as the guy from Hell's Kitchen Mm -hmm. and like there was not going to be a parent alive in America who was like I'll leave my kids alone with that man to be yelled at so they had to keep them like more in the room and now you don't see them but obviously these kids aren't like they're not living in like a house together. <laughs> right. And the interesting thing that that piece went into was how everyone was still wary from that show on CBS that came Kid out. Nation. Kid Nation. I loved Kid Nation. <laughs> of course you did. No, my, my friend Dave from law school and I like were Kid Nation super fans. Oh, wow. Like it was so psychotic that like that came into existence and actually aired too. Yeah. That was like 10 years ago, right? 2017? Where kids yeah, made... Yeah, it was 2007. Where yeah. kids had to make a new society. Yes. <laughs> like they like locked themselves in the room with chickens so they didn't want the chickens to be killed. Oh my God. It was so insane. Um, Get it on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's like somewhere. Yeah. Um, How do you think that was pitched? Lord of the Flies <laughs> yes. meets... Yeah. Survivor. Survivor, but for kids. <laughs> so, like, we, we also learn that, like, the kids, like, kind of have, like, they have an idea of, like, what the recipes are going to be. Like, they, like, get to practice a little bit before. Oh, it's like Drag Race, where, like, they have an idea of what the challenges are going to be. Yeah. Well, I think what happens is that they'll give them a challenge, and, like, the day before, they'll give them kind of, like, a class, and then they go in yeah. the next day. It To me, reading this, like, about the like the peek behind the curtain, it's not necessarily as upsetting as something where you hear like on house hunters, they've like already picked the house. Like, I Mm -hmm. think it's still pretty real, but like, it makes sense. So say for the episode with my and Bialik, they all think they're going to have to make hamburgers. And then they find out they have to make veggie burgers and vegan burgers. And they all know different ways to like make a burger. And it's like, if they didn't have some class and they've never heard of vegans before, like, there's just no way they would have known to make the patty stick yeah. together. Eddie still didn't know how to make the patty <laughs> stick together. Oh, yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, so I, like, get that they do need to teach them some stuff. And apparently, like, occasionally they'll be like, you're going to cut yourself. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's not, it's not like someone is cooking the dish and putting yeah. it in front of them and pretending, like, these kids are doing it. Like, they're doing the work. 
Right, and it makes sense to have them take some sort of classes. Like, if you listen to some of them, they'll be like, oh, I'm eight, and I've been cooking since I was six and a half. (laughs) And it's just like, and you're already making all this shit that I could never make? Like, they must, like, there must be some sort of... Yeah. guidance but i still know that it's like you could have me have that class and then be under that pressure the next day and i would not be able to create anything <laughs> right. like what they've done and the great thing about that buzzfeed article is that the um they they do a challenge and then they have the buzzfeed uh writer do the challenge too like making yeah. eggs and she's like it was the most stressful thing i've ever experienced <laughs> so like even if the kids are being coached it's yeah. still hard. <laughs> it doesn't, like, ruin the magic. It's just, like, this is the, the magic. magic of television. Yes. And, like, this is the behind the scenes if you're interested in seeing. So we'll post a link to that. Um, so anything else on MasterChef? I think we really dived in deep. We did. My yeah. number one favorite of all time is Una. <gasps> just want to say Justice season for Una. two. It was, yes. I think Dan and I started yes. a hashtag campaign. <laughs> um, but she shouldn't have gone home. And... Yeah, she's she's the best. She was the best one. Yeah, Una was great. Abby. Abby. Abby, also in that season, um, they have a challenge. One of the fun things is how the kids um, think that when you grow up, you can have like five jobs. Yeah. Oh my God. And I Abby. I want to be like an astronaut, um, a horse yeah. farmer. <laughs> Abby wants to be a large animal veterinarian and a restaurant owner and she wants to combine those two passions together in a restaurant she'll call it horses and courses (laughs) and it's a vet place and a restaurant and nobody on the show like they just let the kids think that that's a good idea no one's like actually abby nobody wants to eat food in a veterinary hospital oh my god we should get a kickstarter going for horses and courses yeah i would love to go there Um, I can't remember the name of the kid, but I could describe him. He was like, he was one of the boys who like dressed like a 65 year old man wearing like summer Hawaiian shirts. Yes, yes, yes. He was Jack. a star. Jack, yes, yes. <laughs> he was like a Florida retiree. <laughs> like, reborn in an eight year old Tommy body. Bahama. Yes, Tommy Bahama. <laughs> you could get apparently a great lobster role at Tommy Bahama as well. Um, as per Alex. <laughs> so, oh my god. Uh, so, so, the time has come. The yeah. time has come to crown our freak of the week, which, thankfully, um, Hillary suggested this. Yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah. I did. Yeah. Because we were struggling for to, to come to a decision, but like, once she said this, it, the answer was clear. <laughs> the freak of the week is Christy Yamaguchi. So for those of you who don't know, Nancy Kerrigan is currently participating on Dancing with the Stars. Nancy Kerrigan is a former... Everyone knows who Nancy Kerrigan no, is. No, apparently people were tweeting like, youngins don't know who Nancy Kerrigan is. We don't have youngins who listen to this. <laughs> oh my God. There's going to be... There's a 30 for 30 documentary you can watch. There's a movie coming out soon. Yeah. There's I, a Tanya. museum in Brooklyn. <laughs> that closed, but yes. It closed? I think it was a temporary <laughs> exhibit. Oh, I was like on their website today. Oh, maybe, it's, it's, thought... maybe it's still real. It's like a person's... They're apartment. doing other exhibits too, mm. and they have a gift shop where you can buy Real Housewife um, uh, greeting cards. Okay, field trip for uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Chrissy Yamaguchi as well was a figure skater, so she was rooting on her uh, colleague showing up to go dance. She said, "So excited for you, Nancy A. Kerrigan! Can't wait to see you grace that ballroom floor, break a leg, and then like dancer emoji, break." I think I saw like more than one article headline that was like 
Steve Gucci just tweeted the only thing you shouldn't be tweeting at Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> the only thing you shouldn't tweet at someone whose past victories were ripped away from her by being clubbed in the leg. In the leg. Why? I kind of think. <laughs> do you like? Do you think she? Are we confident she knew what she was doing, or was she just like break a leg? It's a thing people say. Like maybe she thinks of Nancy as more like a full person. Or maybe like they're like two sisters. Or maybe it's like a like, fun joke. So funny. Like I don't know if either of them are in, on the joke. Like even Nancy quoted that tweet and was like, "Thank you." <laughs> no, like, thank you for all your advice. <laughs> They gotta know. Because Christy was, I believe, a winner of Dancing with the Stars way oh. back. Yes. And that's one of those situations that's just, like, unfair. Exactly. That yeah. was one of the first times that people were like, you are a nice dancer. Yeah. Yeah. But so, she's a queen. A queen and a freak at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and um, who's our... The one true, one queen, true queen is Candy Burris. Because she is running to the bank, cashing that Ed Sheeran check. <laughs> So, uh, this is a report from Pop Crush. Shape of You, Ed Sheeran's massive divide hit, has two new credited songwriters, Candy Burris and Tamika Tiny Coddle. Uh, Burris thanks she- uh, Sheeran for the nod on Instagram, writing, Congrats, Ed Sheeran, for having the number one album, and thank you for allowing Major Girl, which I'm sure is Tiny's handle, and I to share in the success of Shape of You, number one for seven weeks. So, apparently, she wasn't originally listed as one of the writers. Uh, so while Burris didn't specify why she and Tiny gain writing credits, sharp-eared critics of Shape of You have observed the similarity between the track and No Scrubs. Sheeran and his team may have acted to prevent another copyright infringement lawsuit because he've he's had he several has them all the time, yeah. Really? So he gave Candy and Tiny credit to avoid a lawsuit. legal issues, and so they they get fucking money yeah she, for her, doing nothing and well i mean they did something in the past yeah they did something once upon a time and he's making money off of what they did but like they didn't exert any additional effort she to posted that emoji which is the smiley face with that money out, coming out and, and the money and the dollar signs <laughs> i support it same <laughs> queen for not having to do anything yeah so that is our show this week. Yeah. Thank you, Hillary, for joining us this week. Where can we find you online? All your new fans. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I can't know. wait for I the... Don't even follow yes. yet. <laughs> can't wait for the influx in followers. Um, you can find me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Hillary with two L's underscore thinks, T-H-I-N-K-S. Perfect. You'll see me and Dan tweeting back and forth about MassChef Jr. So. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Justice for Una. Yes. Um, so, Dan, where can we find you on the World Wide Web? You can find me at IDKIDK. Where can we find you, Brendan? At not Brendan. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Google Play and leave a review there. It'll help other freaks like you find us. And um, please call in and use Neely's call as guidance. Ooh, <laughs> she is really the inspiration. And what's our call in number, Dan? Oh god, it's seven one seven four seven freak. Seven one seven four seven freak. Yes, we're obviously you know you can find us at Twitter or Facebook at Come Through Queen or Instagram at Come Through Queen Podcast, and you can leave your comments and questions there and find out what's coming up in future episodes. Two weeks we have our fiftieth episode, so stay tuned for that. Oh, as well. that's in two weeks. Yeah. Um, so like, comment, subscribe, heart share, retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. See you next week. Bye. Bye.
I wanna see ya come through, Queen. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.